0: Guest of Pressure Points. I'm D and this is Comrade AJ. We got special guest Dr. Burr on today. Season four, episode 14, a Viet Cong. Bear's back to talk about his summer of 1979. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Points O Pressure. Get fucking ready.
1: Well, I'm sure that intro was just complete hot trash. How was your week?
0: Oh, it wasn't bad. It was about as hot trash as uh, you would generally expect. I got my vaccine, though.
1: Yeah, same. I got mine last week. Uh, uh, So far, I'm only being tracked 35%
0: of the time. I got to go and get the second one, the booster. Dude, it's so nice. I can finally connect to my phone via Bluetooth without any Bluetooth. Yeah, just through my brain? Yeah. And I have, it's weird. I feel like I have this direct line to... uh, Bill Gates. I don't know why, but I just keep hearing thoughts in his voice. I
1: really want to buy more Microsoft,
0: like Windows 10 keys. My my Amazon recommendations are just oh, they're on so point. Microsoft. Oh, Bear, how have you been, man? Oh, uh, hell, uh, this week has been hell. I've been a lot of schoolwork. I'm nearly done, but <laughs> I'm going crazy.
1: Yeah, I feel that.
0: Slowly slipping into madness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Welcome oh, to the uh, I've already slipped into it. <laughs> oh, goodness. When you graduate mid-May, not yep, bad. About oh. uh,
2: pretty much the exact halfway point of May, May 15th, and mm-hmm. uh, I will be a free man once more, except for the student debt. <laughs> I was going to say. That's how, ke- <laughs> that,
1: that's how they keep you enslaved.
0: <laughs> right. Hmm. Oh. Gotta love it.
1: Then when you're done with that, I'm sure you'll have a mortgage at that point. Oh, Never Almost stops. Like it's a never-ending cycle. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I'm a historian. You think I'm going to make that kind of money to be able to buy a house? You know nah, what? I'm uh, living uh, on the streets.
1: Yeah. You live on the streets until you make it big with a book deal about ancient aliens. <laughs> aliens.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I'll sell myself out that quickly.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I, I expect you to announce a book deal this the week after you leave, and it's going to be it's going to be something in that field. <laughs> I expect it of you. That's why the Nazis caused Roswell.
0: <laughs> and it's all linked back to, uh, what was that? that gem thing we were talking about? Rainier? Not Mount Rainier. I don't fucking remember. The gem? Roanoke. Roanoke. There we go. Yep. Roanoke Island? It'll all connect to Roanoke. Sure. It does now. <laughs> why not? Oh, goodness. So, what have you uh, got on the menu for us today, Dr. Bear?
2: I got the absolute insanity that is the Russian invasion of Afghanistan. Well, the communist invasion of Afghanistan in 1979. I mean, the build-up to it, the invasion itself, and just the like general american response is some of the weirdest and funniest shit i have ever had the pleasure of researching uh as a uh, college student and i mean i had a great time working on this one right here it absolutely insanity
1: beautiful looking forward to it so this is like uh, desert storm ruski style
2: I would say more of like uh, the Russian desert version of Afghanistan. Pretty much the exact same thing. They go in there, guns a blazing, fight a bunch of um, guerrilla fighters, and just get their asses handed to them. <laughs> oh, all while yes. the enemy is, uh, you know, the enemy country, i.e., America, is funding these guerrillas.
1: Oh, of course! No, what? no. America Not would never America. fund a guerrilla war, a guerrilla class. No. Oh, this one ties into
2: pretty much everything. Uh, the the guerrillas were the um, Mujahideen. So if anyone knows anything about, you know, um, Saddam Hussein, you know,
1: same group. Okay.
0: Ah, yes. I love it. My vast expanse my expansive knowledge of saddam hussein i i know perfectly what you're t- speaking of all hail our fearless leader
1: yeah actually this is sponsored by hussein corp hussein corp, hussein corp. when the infidels just don't explode fast enough
0: uh, pay your monthly memberships now or be found by your wife on your porch With a lot of hentai and diabetes. Oh, sorry,
1: that's Osama bin Laden.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but take it away, man. It is all you. Okay, so uh,
2: before we actually get into the invasion itself, we got to figure out how the hell and why the hell the Russians invaded in the first place.
0: (laughs) We need the record scratch soundtrack. (laughs) Screw it! I'm sure you're wondering how I got here. (laughs) 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 We need to go back.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, So, in. 1973, uh, King Sahar Sahar of Afghanistan was overthrown by his cousin Prince Muhammad Dahad Mm -hmm. and uh, to anyone who is from the Middle East, I'm just going to go ahead and apologize right now. I don't believe a single name will be pronounced properly in this podcast. I am American and from the South. (laughs) I do not know how to speak any other language than English. This will give you a sense of how out of depth I am in, in...
0: names and that's why he's on this show mm-hmm. Woo. It's because we don't know how to say anything <laughs> so
2: um prince Mohammed dahad um he basically just led a coup that was sponsored by the communist party of afghanistan which was created by the russians in
0: 1965 Brought to you by the and uh,
2: <laughs> the coup actually went off pretty quickly and really fast um not too terribly much bloodshed to my knowledge, and things were looking good. uh Dahad implemented a puppet democracy with him as president and basically just listened to whatever the u s s r told him um uh, more or less like you know the k g b and all of them whenever they said jump, he would tell the entire country to jump.
0: How fucking high,
2: baby, yeah, well. <laughs> And he was in power for a good uh a good five years before uh the craziness started to set in. Dahad uh, like any great dictator, realized, Hmm, I own a country now. Why am I listening to this other group? <laughs> and goes, I'm just gonna take over completely. And so he's basically power. <laughs> And he basically uh, backstabs the Communist Party, and he starts uh, arresting key members of the party. And the Russians start to get a little like, "Oh shit, this isn't good."
0: Now yeah, that's always so, a good
1: idea. I just, and I so just imagine and,
0: he he arrests them, and all of a sudden it just pans back to Russia, and they're like, "Wait, wait, he what?" <laughs>
2: basically, you'd be like basically like Brezhnev sitting there reading the report, and he goes that little bastard son of a bitch <laughs> and so like while his rule was not overly cruel he consolidated power among everything and so um he moved to arrest a gentleman by the name of Havisahol Amin. Mm-hmm. again I apologize yeah, for yeah, the putting of him. the name uh, I, who was you, I a... recognize that name
0: yeah, I, I've heard I've heard it pronounced that way plenty of times
2: <laughs> and so he, um, so Dahad moves to arrest him, but somehow uh, Amin catches wind of it and escapes the arrest and basically calls for the Communist Party to do a coup d'etat, which um, event which is successful. They arrest Dahad. And he is executed along with his entire family and several of his friends.
1: Man, I love a happy ending. God, what a oh, great Thanks yeah. for listening, so, everybody. Yeah. We'll see, catch you next time. No. You know, we make oh, no, that no.
0: joke every fucking week. <laughs> but, it, no. I'm sure it gets old to everybody. It only it gets funnier. Yeah, it gets better and better for us every time.
2: No, no. This is more of like the sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> closing because <laughs> it just it just gets worse from here.
1: Beautiful.
2: So... Uh, On the count, that is two coup d'etats in the last five years. And we're about to have, like, another three in the next ten months. Oh, yeah. So, uh, the People's Democracy, uh, Democratic Party of Afghanistan, the PDPA, which is the Communist Party, uh, fully (laughs) takes over and elects a gentleman by the name of Nur Muhammad Taraki, as the president.
1: Sounds like a nerd.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. And so... <laughs> You'll find out. <laughs> um, Taraki is actually, you know, a good puppet. He listens to the Communist Party. Uh, he listens to Moscow. And because of that, they uh, the Russians increase support of them. They sink thousands, and uh, millions more dollars into the government. They... They increase military advisors from about 300 to 500 and um, start selling them military weapons at a discount. So think of MiGs, armored personnel, carriers, tanks. They start selling them to the um, Afghanistan, uh, Afghani government at a significant markdown Ooh. because Ooh. they're trying to increase their power in that area.
0: They got those sweet connections.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Build it, uh, you know. It's basically like the. Um, oh, sh- um, what's that new business website everyone works on?
0: Uh, I think um, it's the Pressure Points Teespring. Yeah, teespring.com <laughs> forward slash
1: points o pressure. Oh, oh, yeah. S- sorry, forward slash stores forward slash points o pressure.
2: Best place to find, you know, like minded individuals who will help you build your brand.
1: Yes, yeah. and a communist party in your nation. <laughs> and so.
2: He, like um, Taraki starts meeting with Brezhnev on a like monthly basis. He flies out to Moscow, M- Moscow, and meets with them all the time. Um, they start sending out Marxist teachers into the rural areas, and they start sending out um, military groups to uh, redistribute land.
1: Oh, that's now, that's what every communist group does: redistribute the land and send out teachers to the rural areas. They're they're doing it for the betterment of everybody.
0: <laughs> well, isn't yeah, it so so British... everyone else, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the people
2: of Afghanistan, especially the more rural groups, did not like this. And
0: what? Why? Basically,
2: what? Uh, uh, so uh, Taraki was almost instantly hated by um the majority of Afghanistan. And a bunch of rebels started fighting. Who were? Um, uh, they traveled a lot. What, what, what's that name?
1: Uh, um, shit. Yeah, I know. Not nomadic. Uh, yeah, no, no,
2: yeah, nomadic. There were nomadic. Oh, was it? Uh, okay. Yeah, nomadic groups. Uh, and basically, they're like, no, 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 no. We, we don't, we don't care for this. And so the Hedin, uh was created and they started doing small little raids. They would kill um, Russian officials and pretty much any Afghani teacher they could find that was teaching Marxist ideals. And so the Russians were like, okay, let's send in, let's, and so the Russians increased their military sales to Afghanistan, hoping to uh, consolidate power within these major cities so that these um, guerrilla fighters couldn't do anything. While, but while the Communist Party loved Taraki, another gentleman started to rise in power. And that was the gentleman who overthrew the last dictator. Hazafi Amin started rising in the ranks of the Communist Party, and soon his organ, uh, his faction, of the party controlled the majority. They were passing all the laws and any laws introduced by Taraki's part, uh, faction would get knocked down because
0: they didn't have the people. So is this the third coup d'etat? Uh, we're getting there. Oh, Give it a second. Damn. Almost. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting close. I've, I've and got so... my checklist for yeah. the coup d'etats and I'm just waiting to my, mark My third three. finger <laughs> is about
1: to <laughs> pop up.
2: <laughs> so, Brezhnev and the, um, oh, what, what's the, uh, USSR, uh, the KGB, were not liking this. They're like, our good, peaceful puppet isn't getting the, you know, he, he's not, he can't control anything. And so they invite uh, Taraki to Moscow, and while there, they basically sit, they sit Taraki down and go, look, um, I'm in, needs to die. What, we're, what you're going to do? Now, stay, st- keep looking at me. Don't look at anyone else, look at me. You're <laughs> going to you invite. Here. Yeah, yeah, you're going to invite Haman to the presidential palace. And while he's walking in, your security forces will just basically straight up execute him. Assassinate him. And then all of our problems will go away. That sounds like a great plan. I mean, it's that's how I would do it. Proof to me, yeah. And so, like, <laughs> yeah. So the KGB, Brezhnev, his entire cabinet thought, "Oh yeah, this is going to work fine." Flash forward a couple days, it does not go fine. Somehow, Haman <laughs> escapes the presidential palace, what? like somehow out of the entire compound, which was filled. With trained military personnel, this one politician fucking gets away. What? Does so, he Hamin. Just
0: have, does Taraki have like stormtroopers employed? Like, I don't He's know. got a hidey a hole. Uh,
2: apparently, he had like rice farmers or something because they could not aim worth a damn.
0: Holy
1: shit. I guess that's what happens when you cut off somebody's nutrients so they're exactly. always starving. <laughs> they, yeah, can't yeah, sh- yeah. they can't shoot very well.
2: But, you know, everyone's starving now, so it's all equal.
1: No, hey, that's good. At least, yeah, you can't run as fast, but like, we can't shoot as well, so it's it's the same.
2: <laughs> it balances itself Evening out. Deepening the playing. grounds, yeah. man. And so, um, it fails terribly, and Hamin, with the majority of the so uh the Communist Party behind him, throws another coup d'état. <laughs> I mean, and this is months after Taraki had came in power. And now Taraki, they they don't kill him. They just imprison him.
0: (laughs) They send him (laughs) to Gulag. They go, what are you going to do? Shoot me? (laughs) Um,
2: Apparently, he was held pretty close to the presidential palace. And this is where um, some funky speculation gets in because it was either a rescue mission to free Taraki, or an assassination mission to kill Amin that was conducted by the KGB, no one really knows, but in in the end um, Haman stayed alive and Taraki is killed we don't know how
0: spoiler alert, god (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's not a
1: spoiler alert if we're at that point in the story (laughs) D, you you need to either drink more or stop drinking (laughs)
0: add <laughs> drink more, my friend. Yeah. yeah. There it is. Yeah. I got the okay.
1: You got the okay from the doc.
0: From Dr. Bear. And
1: so,
2: Amin takes complete control and he's not really trusting the Russian government anymore and he becomes a straight up dictator killing people, you know, you know, the whole nine yards. I, I, you know, just picture your run-of-the-mill dictator, and that's what you got. In amen.
0: I have a fairly good idea of what a dictator looks like, because oh yeah, AJ has photos of one all over his home, <laughs> so I know I know the mustache by heart. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't supposed to tell them the the painting <laughs> I have above
1: my bed. Yeah. What it has type mirrors. of
0: mustache? It has mirrors in the eyes.
1: <laughs> well, I have I have multiple multiple paintings uh there's a big fat nice curly mustache there's a short little like a comb mustache the charlie chaplin mustache oh you see you just got the whole nine <laughs> yards of them oh of course i've got the thin one with and they got a five head and they're balding <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: <God>. that's beautiful <laughs>
1: and so
2: what, what what's the uh de it count up to like four i think five? we're at four yeah yeah four, right. four to my four count now.
1: And three the of them, checklist.
2: three of them have happened in a span of about eight months.
1: Oh yeah, I, I was God. gonna say like those are all
0: within a year. Like, holy shit! <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine being a civilian back then? It's just like, the first one happens, you're like, okay, I can adjust. The second one happens, you're like, wait, what the fuck? And, and then the third, and then the fourth, and then the fourth, you're you're fourth just like, like, you know what? I just don't even just. Somebody make a decision. I'm just gonna start
1: hoarding them. food.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's essentially how it was. It's just a bunch
2: of people on the street, just sort of, like you know, you see one guy in like blue suits run one direction. Now they're standing at the Capitol building. About five minutes later, guys in red suits run up. They kill <laughs> the guys in blue. They have the Capitol building. And then about you know the next day, you get you see guys in like neon orange just run up and do the same. <laughs>
0: Uniform companies were booming at the time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) These type of coup d'etats
2: would work so much better if everyone was just color-coordinated, but everyone just wore the same uniforms.
0: Yeah,
1: see, the Nazis did something right. There I said it. (laughs) At least they were known as the brown shirts, and you could recognize them when they were doing all the little, like, grabs for power. They had uniforms. It
2: made it easier to see. See, that's why the Nazis were, like, the best dictatorship. They were well-organized, and their style was on point.
1: I'm going to loop that.
0: (laughs) Please don't. (laughs) We told you to say controversial shit during testing, not during the actual episode. And so...
2: And so... The Russians, especially Brezhnev, is just sitting in Moscow and like, Okay if we don't do something really quick, we're going to lose our investment because they had sunk millions upon millions upon millions of dollars into Afghanistan. One, so they could have an ally in the Middle East and two, so they could have a corridor to the oil that they so desperately needed. Because at the time, there was a big oil crisis and the Soviet Union needed oil and so Afghanistan was a really easy way to get access to all of the oil they needed and so the russians set about designing a plan to figure out how they're going to just overthrow um amen uh, i was like okay hold on i forgot which one uh, who it is and so over the next several months they start moving armored divisions to key points on the Afghanistan border. Uh, they move large numbers of MIGs to... Hold on, my phone's ringing.
1: I was wondering. Uh, no You're good. We're, we'll pause yeah, it here.
2: There, I guess. Good? A, yeah, it was a spam number. Oh, um,
0: yep. Uh, take down the time. Yeah, let me no. go and throw my phone on mute. Okay. There we are. All right. So where were we at? Uh, they were throwing huge numbers of MIGs. Yeah, 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 Okay. I remembered something. <laughs> he looked at
1: me oh. and just pointed to his head. <laughs> yeah, they they were moving moving, you know, some artillery and some uh, troops. It looked like.
2: Yeah, and so, in like 1979 and early December of it, they start planning this invasion. They amassed troops on the Afghanistan border. Um, a, a top secret CIA document that was declassified in the early 2000s uh, states that. The USSR had moved elements of the Second Soviet Airborne Battalion and had been mo- uh, had been moved to the Bagram Military Airport near the capital of Kabul. They also airlifted armor personnel carriers to the base. The USSR also built up its forces on the border, increasing the number to about twenty thousand.
0: Of Damn. course, their asses get involved. <laughs> and so,
2: <laughs> like these guys are ready to come in for a fucking fist fight and on the morning of Christmas so December 25th 1979 uh, Soviet special forces stormed into the presidential palace and gunned down Amin. then they fucking booked it out several hours after the assassination so we're up to the count of six coup d'etats now oh mm -hmm, yeah and right on Christmas Day, I mean, like, you know, you know, man was waking up like, "Oh man, I don't celebrate Christmas, but this is gonna be a great day." <laughs> and just to wake up to it in a barrel of some probably drugged up KGB agent. Oh, it's like, probably no. He's
0: like for Santa sure. fucking delivered this year.
2: <laughs> like, I just picture it. You know, like they hired Santa to do the assassination. So, <laughs> like, Amen just wakes up to like big old fat man white beard and just kalashnikov shoved in his face and goes ho 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 motherfucker <laughs> and, and he pulls the trigger who is this
0: what is this guy <laughs> what the fuck is this why are you dressed so odd it's go- we're going through so many uniforms we're trying to figure it out and <laughs> we got to be creative <laughs> <laughs> and
2: so um pretty much like 3 hours after the assassination um the soviet army just goes balls to the wall massive columns of armored divisions um battalions upon battalions of Russian soldiers march in with air support from the MiGs and swiftly take over key positions within the Afghani country. Pretty much any major city, especially the capital, was taken within a day, more or less.
1: Boom, and then they won and now that's why it's called the Soviet Afghanistan. The that's states so of crazy, Afghanistan. Yeah.
0: I, this is and, the very first time I've ever heard of anyone taking the, a capital, any capital, in less than 24 hours. Oh, wait, it? no, yeah. no, no, sorry, I'm mistaken. This is not the first time I've heard this.
2: And, the you know, like, this was the largest Russian military deployment since the Czechoslovakian uprising in the, I think it's the fucking 70s? I don't remember. Uh, oh, so
1: yeah, I think it was
2: early 70s, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. And to say that the world and especially America was fucking floored by this is an understatement. I mean Carter within day like within like two days of the attack actually it was a couple days. it was January 4th of 1980 so next year um, Jimmy Carter, President Jimmy Carter gets up on stage and addresses the people, and and basically one of the most gangster ways. While you know, it's obvious he's talking to the American people, but everyone knows he's talking to Brezhnev and the so- Soviet Union. He's like, "We're fucking coming for you. We do not ex- we, like. We do not uh, condone this action, and there will be consequences." And so they they stopped. Uh, they pushed out. Any Soviet fishing vessel in American waters, they banned them from fishing in our waters. They stopped any cultural exchange programs that were going on because in the late 70s and early 80s, or at least the late 70s, the American and Russians were actually getting along pretty decently, and we had started doing cultural exchange programs where we had um, young Americans going to their colleges, and we had young Soviets going to ours, and trying to increase uh, hostility. Uh, did to decrease host- hostility between our countries, and that was cut off
1: fucking instantly. I was gonna say they. Then they went and fucking ruined it. Great. Oh yeah, no, Carter, and and finally, <laughs> it's most definitely Carter's fault. Most yeah. definitely,
2: and finally, um. Pretty much the worst thing that could have, worst thing that we could have done, we did, which is we cut off uh, grain supplies. Because at the time, the Soviet Union was, unshockingly, starving. No. We were sending uh, wheat, corn, and other grains to the Soviet Union, and we fucking stopped that instantly. (laughs) Like, fuck you, we're not doing that, and you can starve now.
1: If you're gonna just use it to feed your soldiers going to go get some oil. (laughs) Essentially. You know, and so
2: you know, that's how the American government responded. The way our fucking people responded, uh, you know, the American citizens responded, is so much better.
0: Oh, really? I was thinking it was going to be worse. I was... Oh,
2: no, no. It's hilarious. So, a... a uh, worker uh, a United States um, union known as the International Longshoremen Association (laughs) uh, in the early months of 1980 refused to unload or let Russian sailors off their vessels if they were docked in American soil Um, so all up and down the east coast if there was a Russian cargo ship coming into harbor no one would unload their cargo (laughs) and the vice president I have the quote right here he stated we're boycotting everything Russian and if they try to dock anywhere from Maine to Texas they're going to have some
0: problems so Uh, the Russians are like San Diego (laughs) (laughs) we're going to take the we're going to take the other side
2: Panama Canal yeah (laughs) yeah We're gonna Tokyo drip so... the can-
1: the Panama Canal, <laughs> <to> show them. <laughs> and so,
0: like,
2: the Russian economy was instantly slapped in the face by pretty much just working Americans refusing to do anything to help them. They're like, you know, I you can just picture it now: a bunch of American dock workers sit in lawn chairs with cigars in their mouths. You got the rush. You got you know you got the Ruski up on the dock. And they're like, hey, fucking work. Fuck you. No. And he just flips open a newspaper and keeps reading it. <laughs> just snaps it. He does
1: he does the dad newspaper stuff. Oh snap. yeah, when you <laughs> slap it open, yeah.
2: Um Dude probably so. the most detrimental thing to come out of this uh the invasion was that the SALT 2 treaty was never ratified. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, the Salt Treaty was a basically a non-nuclear proliferation act. So, uh, basically, it was a treaty signed by Carter and Brezhnev saying, "Yeah, we will start disassembling some of our nuclear missiles. We will not try to attempt to build more." And as soon as, um, you know, Carter learned of the invasion, he went to the U.S. Congress and said, "Hey," Don't fucking ratify this. The Russians are up to some sneaky shit. And uh, the SALT Two Treaty was never signed. Or was never ratified by the United States government.
1: I wonder if he just didn't mean to actually, you know, get it signed. And then he wanted an out. So he's, like, jumping on just any, any opportunity. Like, uh, no, uh... Uh, well, They're invading uh, Afghanistan. Yeah, don't sign it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I can't. I can't. Sorry. I didn't want to sign that.
2: <laughs> um, who knows? I I don't I'm not in the brain of Carter, but that'd have been hilarious. We'll
0: we'll bring him on the show for next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While well, he's still around. I I'm surprised, dude, really. Seriously I am the shocked. Dude, the dude is a wandering corpse. He looks yeah. He he he's a house-building,
1: wandering corpse. <laughs> he looks worse. In all
0: honesty, he fucking... looks worse than Prince Philip did. I was just oh, about to yeah. say the same. He looks worse than that prince. Good lord.
2: But, you know, at least, he's, at least he does a lot of good things. I mean, like, the man still builds houses for Habitat Humanities humanity. He's, what, like, what, 105?
0: Seriously. No joke. One, one Sour Patch Kid and he's done. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> one <laughs> Sour Patch Kid, he's out. Get some, uh... You know, McDonald's Sprite, that boy oh, that'll That'll the the blast his
0: pants off. Snap him out of here. Oh, God. <laughs> and so...
2: <laughs> like, and, like, the American... Like, the American citizens also started writing letters. They started protesting. Uh, they wrote letters to the uh, Soviet embassy in America. Like, you know, expecting it to actually <laughs> do something. But, you know... It was a way for the Americans to get their frustration out, because what are the you know it, it, they had no other way to really do things. They didn't want to go into another war because we had ended the, you know the Vietnam War just a few years prior. Yeah, and we weren't ready for another conflict, but we sure as hell were pissed off at you know the Russians for doing this act of war. And so a lot of American. So, like, when the invasion happened, a lot of newspapers and smart people, smarter like, smarter men than me, started trying to figure out why the fuck were they, you know, invading Afghanistan. It made no sense at the time. Some speculated, rightly, that it was um, partially due to oil fields, but they, they mainly focused on the oil fields. They thought that was the only reason. Um, others thought that it was... To get um, to basically cover Afga- uh, Russia's flank, because Afghanistan is connected to Russia on the south side, and they're like, okay, this is a way for them to basically reinforce their country's flank from Europe, because we are we had already started uh, building supporters in areas like egypt so if we really wanted to we could make it we could have made a beeline for afghanistan and gunned straight into russia if we were wanting to or at least tried interesting that could have been attempted
0: it's a smart approach yeah
1: yeah it makes sense and so
2: a lot of people thought it was because of that but in actuality, it was just the Russians freaking out like, oh my god, we're gonna lose millions of dollars because we fucked up on uh, our investment. We need to keep this safe, and also, we need access to oil fields.
0: Fucking typical overthinking Russians. Jeez. God, I bet they just lay in, bed at, lay in bed at night, stare at the ceiling, and just overthink everything. Like I do. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: then, some of the funniest thing, uh one of my one of the most interesting things that i found during my research was um america wrongly predicted how the russians were going to invade so in that few months before the invasion the american cia through whatever means i don't know noticed that the russians were building up troops on their border on the afghani border and so the CIA asked for a report and prediction on how this invasion would happen. And so they hired Doug McEchin. Um,
1: I don't think you pronounced Mac- that right. <laughs> yeah, I think it's MacEchin. Uh, uh, <laughs> Do-Ug? Doog. <laughs> it's Doug. Uh, Doog. No, that one's a, at the end there. <laughs>
2: I'm pretty sure this man's white, so... any. <laughs> is <laughs> it's no one employed.
0: Mich- <laughs> <durch michellen.
2: laughs> yeah, and so he was the director of the strategic uh, strategic warning staff, the SWS cuz we Americans love our fucking um <laughs> fucking whatever they're the called. Word. I can never
1: remember what they're yeah, called.
2: Me neither. Me neither. OSS, so FBI, CIA, uh, yeah, whatever those are.
1: SNAP. And <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's a good one. Um and so he wrote this big action report and he predicted the Russians would invade in one of three ways. And luckily enough, the document wasn't too terribly heavily censored because uh, all of this is, can be found on the um, CIA library under Freedom of Information Acts. Problem is, is they like to censor everything that's uh, in there. They even so censor really the
1: cafe bar like menu ridiculous. Dude, they,
0: they, they censor the author. They whip out oh those my fucking God. magic markers and just go ham.
1: Yeah, they do. They do. I have a lot of declass. I Redacted. shouldn't say that. I have Redacted. a lot of declassified Redacted. documents on my computer. And me too. They are so sharpied out. I, I got one where
2: the first two pages, it tricked me. There was nothing... <laughs> like censored out, nothing blocked out. I'm like, Oh my God, wow. and the document this was is like great. And then the next 15 pages, only like two sentences, every page were, oh my God. were n- uncensored. And I'm like, you lied to me. You built up my hope and you just <laughs> kicked me in the dick. Thank you. But back on point, uh, he had predicted one of three ways the Russians would react to the Afghanistans and uh, the Afghanis. The first one was a continued, uh, continue the present course of providing material support and advisors and technicians, but refrain from committing Soviet combat units. So basically keep having advisors out there, keep giving money to the Afghani government, but don't invade. Option two was, Commit a limited amount of Soviet combat forces, so, um, sufficient to ensure at least the security of Kabul, the capital. Um, no shit, and its immediate area, and perhaps a few other key sen- um, centers. And the third and final option was is commit large combat forces uh, for the purpose of inflicting major military defeats on the insurgent forces. That one's and that one's the Soviet re- way yeah and recapturing much of the territory now in rebel hands because the muh the Deen had actually been doing pretty good against the communist government because of their because of their nomadic ways they never had a central base of operations they just rode their camels and horses fucked up a location and then 12 hours later they were miles and miles and miles away in the desert and the and the afghani military and their soviet
1: advisors admittedly had a lot of trouble finding them damn like i'm taking notes on these guys <laughs> I, I can't say, wait until yeah. i start my own nomadic rebellion like they, <laughs> they they're doing it right
2: guerrilla warfare is always the end of a like major country us the us had ridiculous trouble in Vietnam and basically got their asses kicked and the Middle East the American government still has significant issues <laughs> fighting the asymmetric war against guerrillas. Oh, yeah. So guerrilla warfare means a really, 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 really hard time for whatever unified organized military is going up against them. Mm-hmm. And so basically this guy concludes his report was, uh, like most other community uh, community analysts, we believe Moscow v- uh, Moscow's view, the last option, as undesirable, both in terms of practical military uh, consideration and the political consequences that it would entail. Um, basically, they said option three is off the table. They will not do it. What we think they'll do is option two, limited military... Uh, limited military... Insurgents. Um, they were wrong.
0: <laughs> I mean, it they was went the straight was for thinking. option three. It sounds like the strategic decision to go with number two.
1: No, no, Soviets ain't they gonna do that. Hard and, and so, fast and get big. their grain.
2: Basically, we thought the Russians were gonna wake up and choose. You know, wisdom, smarts, because they were already in economic trouble, they were already in a food crisis, and they are already in an oil crisis. There's no way they're gonna uh, commit massive military forces. Um, but Moscow, uh, Moscow woke up and chose violence, and said, "Fuck it, <laughs> fucking send it."
0: And so they in. sent 20.
1: We're
2: yeah. pulling and a Vietnam,
0: sent...
1: <laughs> but we're gonna do it right.
0: <laughs>
2: and so they sent 20,000 soldiers plus. Um, Hind-D attack helicopters, MiGs, and armored personnel carriers, tanks, they just fucking floored it into Afghanistan, thinking, oh yeah, this is going to be an easy fight. Oh god. Spoiler alert, they were most definitely very wrong.
1: <laughs> you can't shoot the sand. It doesn't work that way. <laughs>
2: oh, no. And so, all that just went, you know, that went to hell really quickly. The Mahujah Hadeen were Really good fighters, apparently, and fought very ferociously against um, the Russians. The only place they really had trouble with was armored personnel carriers and tanks and aerial vehicles, specifically the Heinz. Those flying potatoes were basically, (laughs) they would rain down death in a hundred ways and you would never realize it. Until the missile is about two inches from your face. I mean, the Hinds were insanely. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know what a Hind is, basically picture a fat uh, Apache helicopter. Uh, <laughs> and that's basically what it is. And it's terrifying. And so the Russians are like, okay, we're balls to the wall. We're going in it. And the Americans, sitting back, basically. Mm, More specifically, the CIA were just sitting there and going, hmm, weren't y'all the motherfuckers who were supplying the Viet Cong with weapons? (laughs) Oh, they
1: had a grudge.
2: (laughs) How about we show you what it tastes like? And so before (laughs) even the invasion happened, the CIA started sending monetary... Uh, aid to the Mujahideen, these rebel fighters, these guerrilla fighters. So they would send <laughs> them supplies and maybe on the occasion, a military advisor to train them. Oh, God. And of course, as we know, that's just going to come back and bite us in the ass. No.
1: What? No. You mean arming, supplying, and paying and a, a militant group <laughs> might come back to bite us? They might be just be taking advantage of the You know, welfare? That's crazy.
0: That's impossible!
1: (laughs) And so,
2: the Russians, they knew it. Uh, The American American government knew it, but the American people, we were blind. We, as people living in 2021, we have the retrospect of history. We know that our government funds some shady shit. (laughs) But at the time, we didn't know that. And so... um, during an interview a senator by the name of Barry Goldwater sidebar total piece of shit <laughs> i mean awful man awful 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 man uh, he was on an interview in late february and um the host asked him uh a question about american's involvement in afghanistan and he respond um uh he replied the documents also say that the resistance is being sponsored by the cia uh well sorry that's the question that was asked to him and he basically responded how can one agency of the united states government the cia possibly <laughs> furnish enough arms and ammunitions and weapons of war into a country the size of afghanistan yeah, again
0: that's crazy us, he just goes that obviously what's afghanistan
2: <laughs> basically, ba- ba- Barry Goldwater was an insane individual who knew how to wa- talk to people. And he basically quelled this fear that a, a couple of documents that were leaked basically said uh, the CIA was supporting the rebels. And he basically said, oh, yeah, no, that's bullshit. How, how on earth could one agency do that? They, yeah, they, have the they would need
1: tons of money, like a, a side income of some sort. Potentially, possibly like that, drugs.
2: That's... You know, like how crazy would that be?
1: Uh, so you don't know this, but I'm currently wearing a shirt with Ronald Reagan on it. Ironically, because I hate Ronald Reagan. <laughs> but uh... oh, you ain't gonna like me because I love him. Oh, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. It's just the drugs to inner city things, but I understand that's mostly CIA. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: mostly CIA. But um, so you're gonna love Reagan because he 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 kicks up the sport for the Mujahideen. Oh, God. oh you give it God. a little bit
0: i'm sure he does <laughs> oh yeah
2: and so the united states government started giving conflicting reports about how much support or if at all uh that we were giving to the afghanistan's and so the people were getting really at least the american people were like uh what do we believe <laughs> i don't know and and they didn't this have all...
0: Facebook to tell them what was true and what was false, or YouTube, and yeah. so <laughs>
2: <clears throat> the funniest shit to come out of this was in 1981. Basically, this pressure of is the American government helping these rebels? <laughs> it like it, this was at its fever point, and it basically explodes because of a statement of the from the Egyptian president Anawa Saden. Again, I apologize to anyone from Egypt who might be listening. I butchered that name. Uh, In an interview, he states this. He goes, let me reveal this secret. Like, I can only guess the grin on his face when he was saying that. Because you knew this motherfucker was just like, ready just to let it out the first moment that the Afghan, uh, Afghani incident took place, the U S contacted me here and the <laughs> transportation of armaments to Afghani started from Syria on U S planes.
0: He's <laughs> oh, uh, just like you. And I'm so outing you deal. With it's it.
2: revealed that, um, the American government gave aid to the early part of the wars, uh, in in the tune of 30 million dollars. Oh,
1: damn,
2: of of 80s money. Yeah, are, that's a yeah. lot of cocaine. Which, which is fucking minuscule to what Reagan's government did. So, <laughs> oh, I'm once sure. Once Reagan once Reagan took power, so I'm going to criticize and praise him at the same time because I have a love-hate relationship with him. Um, so the the $3 billion program was to actually um, help Pakistan basically fend themselves off against the Russians because we didn't know at the time if the Russians were going to expand further into the Middle East, i.e. Pakistan and all the other Middle Eastern countries, or if they were just trying to consolidate power in Afghanistan itself. And so that $3 billion went to help uh, help the economic situation and the military situation in Pakistan. But, in my professional opinion, you gotta know a bunch of that money was going to the Mujahideen Hadeen who That's were serious. camped out on the Pakistani-Afghani border. Oh, yeah. Right out of reach of those hinds because those hinds did not cross those borders because they already had enough fucking to deal with. Yeah. And oh, so... Boy. Um, military aid publicly started in 1984, when uh, a Senate, the American Senate, passed the bill to provide the people of Afghanistan, if requested, so the material assistance as the U.S. considers appropriate, to help them fight effectively for uh, for their freedom.
0: Makes sense. I mean, yeah.
2: In layman's terms, if y'all ask nicely. <laughs> We'll help you give the Russians a black eye.
0: Yeah, Use your manners, and Papa USA will help you out. <laughs>
2: and so, that's what we fucking do. We, we start <laughs> sending medical aid, uh, military trainers, publicly now. Because beforehand, we really didn't. Oh, and also, the military aid... Um, so, the military aid that directly went to Afghanistan... The public number, uh, I say public, the official number, went up from 30 million in 1980 to 500 million in 86. God damn. Damn. So, again, that's the public number. That's not including. you know, that $30 billion, uh, the, sorry, that $3 billion that went to Pakistan, which, again, most definitely sent military aid to the guys camped out on the Pakistani border. <laughs> but again, besides the point.
0: And this one. Don't worry yeah. about those so, numbers.
2: <laughs> another document that I found, which fucking is great because um, at the time. America was sending Stinger missiles, which were um, guided missiles designed to take out aircraft. More specifically, Hindis, which were <laughs> the biggest problem of the Mujahideen. And so we had been Hending secretly it. sending those missiles off to these Afghani rebels. And uh, this this document basically proves it in a roundabout manner. Uh, no. and, and like I said, in 84, a uh, top secret go- uh, CIA document which has now been released to the public, which is heavily censored, uh, claims that at least 20,000 by 1984 Soviet soldiers had been either wounded or killed, over 330 helicopters had been shot down, and 30 combat planes were destroyed. That's a lot of money.
0: Yeah. That is unimaginable.
2: You know what? I'm going to Google the price of a Hind D right now. Yeah,
0: that's a...
1: Yeah, put it through. I love it when I can hear the typing.
0: Right, movement of those missiles. It, missiles. It. It, uh, it was. It wasn't intentional. It was a. It was actually a logistical error.
1: Yeah, they they meant to ship them to Florida.
0: Yeah. <laughs> god. Oh man, but
1: let's see. Okay, on
2: on. Uh, there's a Chinook. So the Hind D, roughly thirty-six million dollars nowadays. Oh, Each.
1: Well, a piece. Yeah. Oh my oh. god.
0: Oh, we. Oh, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of grain. Is, and 330, you said?
2: 330. That's not class incl- oh, So yeah. some of those were probably support helicopters. Some of those were smaller helicopters. But you gotta know a good chunk of those were D's. Oh yeah, yeah that's.
0: Well and it,
2: and it said in a one th- month in a one month period, 17 combat helicopters had been shot down.
0: The that's, document that's at, at least seventeen dollars. That is, Wowza. you're right. <laughs>
2: if you if you transition, you know, the Russian dollar to the American dollar, at easily seventeen dollars, seventeen bucks at least.
1: How much? How at much that is that in grain? I don't like know. like lives saved if they had invested in grain. Oh
0: God! <laughs> a probably hundred? a decent chunk. Yeah, uh, probably Great. a different. G- so now we need a fucking uh, a mathematician yeah that's next <laughs> so
2: so my favorite portion of this document is that the document attributes the high losses of helicopters to quote unquote effective use of heavy weapons particularly machine guns the best part of this is though is that there's about two lines that is completely redacted before that statement
0: <laughs> so it says when you we... know what to clarify what a, a machine gun is, we we actually mean missiles.
2: Exactly! No, that's like, in my research, I basically state, in that blanked out section, it god dang means that they were just shooting everything down with stingers. Which is hilarious, because everyone nowadays knows we had stingers in afghanistan we were supplying them by the droves they were basically lollipops <laughs> and i mean so many like at the time the american government were like okay any adventure can come down and show us a weapon if we think it can help defeat the russians in afghanistan and and a hilarious rep- uh, another classified CIA document a freelance weapons designer in 80, um, this was in 1986 was on his way to the Pentagon to dis- to demonstrate a new anti-tank weapon, uh, when it accidentally went off, and oh, no. a part in a gas station. Oh In no. Washington D. downtown Washington D.C. Oh, oh
1: shit! Oh, fuck.
2: The CIA covered it up, claiming it was a freak accident.
1: Yeah, a little bit of gas leaked. I was a bunch of hippies. <laughs> yeah, some hippie was smoking <laughs> a J while pumping fuel. <laughs> and again, we all like uh, the only reason we would
2: be testing new anti-tank like cannons and weapons is if we were finding a way to simplify them because at the time I, or like create cheap weapons that can be made extremely efficiently and quickly mm-hmm. because by that point we had. Uh, fucking tungsten rounds, like tungsten rods that could punch through a tank three times over, or we had fucking wire-guided missiles. We didn't need a new anti-tank cannon, and again, I, it specifically said cannon.
1: I like to imagine so, that it was like a pirate ship cannon. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> like, to whenever I picture it. that story, like, the man's just sitting
2: back on his car while he's, you know, filling it up, he's smoking a cigarette, and, you know, he goes to flick the ash... And it just lands straight on the fuse.
0: Yeah, he's just got a fucking like pirate cannon in the back of his Ford F one fifty, and flicks it in the wrong. Dude's place. in a
2: shit, 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 full on suit and tie, and he's on a you know he's on a full on suit and tie with a big old eye patch, and like the hand <laughs> that has the cigarette. It's just a hook, and the cigarette's uh, you know, punched through the hook. Mm-hmm.
1: And you know there's a moment where he's looking at it, he's looking at the fuse, and he's like, shit, I got to take that fuse out. He goes, he's like scrambling because he only has one hand to get up to the cannon, goes in, to reach the fuse, and, and it goes in, yeah. <laughs> into the cannon. It's like, well, shit.
0: Oh, God.
1: Why is everything a cartoon? <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> and so,
2: I mean, this conflict was such ridiculous bullshit, and the, the Soviets try to play it to their advantage. I mean, they released a shit ton of propaganda posters and, like, articles basically saying, look at this, the American government is funding these rebels, and <laughs> the American government's like, yeah, and you, you funded the fucking Viet Cong, what's the difference? Yeah.
1: you got to bring this up, I'm gonna bring that up. Exactly, tat. yeah, mm-hmm. uh,
2: tit for tat. And so... In a Senate hearing or meeting, I'm not really sure which, uh, basically the Russian invasion of Afghanistan was compared to Vietnam, and it was directly stated that the Russian invasion of Afghanistan is their version of Vietnam because it was just like it, just instead of replace forests with unbearable deserts, replace Viet Cong with Mujahideen. And replace Russians supporting the Viet Cong with Americans supporting the Mujahideen. Beautiful. Be, this war, if you can really call it that, because the Russians were just getting their asses handed them.
1: Every slaughter, single time. I think, is the proper term. This slaughter, this, this exactly. accidental slaughter, like,
2: like just like in Vietnam, like they, the Russians would win battles, but. And, you know, the wee morning of the hours, if there was a Hind D flying around out of nowhere, you'd just see a fucking rocket and fucking Hein's gone. His partner fucks off because, hey, who wants to die in a fire expo- explosion? Not yeah. me. And I'm most certain Comrade Joseph doesn't want, e- doesn't want to either.
0: <laughs>
2: mm hmm. <laughs> and uh, that probably should have been Comrade AJ, in all honesty.
1: Yeah, it's all right. This, this is true, yeah. <laughs> Very, I prefer Supreme dumb. Commander, but that's fine.
2: <laughs> Supreme Commander of the universe. <laughs> and so, um, you would have some really memorable battles. Uh, one really me- memorable battle that happened uh, was actually recorded by, or was made into a song by um, one of my personal favorites, Sabaton.
0: I was really hoping you were going to say Bruce Springsteen. I was hoping for ABBA.
1: <laughs>
2: I know. Do you know who Sabaton is, the band?
1: I, I don't. I'm not off the top of my head. Really? But I'm writing
0: uh, it down now, because I'm going to listen to it. AJ, yeah.
2: I'm surprised you didn't. Basically, Sabaton is a um, Slavic band and they're you know the Slavic nations in Eastern Europe mm-hmm. and uh, they sing exclusively about like military history
1: Sabaton and,
2: and like their songs are extremely accurate and so one of the more interesting co- battles that happened during uh, the, the Russian invasion of Afghanistan was Hill 32 uh, 3234 which basically a small collection of soviet soldiers held off an entire i i i would say battalion but that's not really accurate because they didn't really fight in battalions because again they're guerrilla warfare but essentially these soviet soldiers held off a hill uh, held a hill for uh, i think it was like a day or two against insurmountable odds and one damn what but, song was it called uh Uh, Hill uh, 3234. uh, They're a heavy metal band, and they're absolutely amazing.
1: All right. I've got them. I've got them. I'm following them on Spotify, so I'll I'll give them a listen when we're done here.
2: Yeah. If you like heavy metal, fucking check them out. They're great. And so this war ended up being one of uh, of Russia's – one of the USSR's – down, like one of the leading components to their downfall. Because, like I said, when Reagan came in, he increased monetary support almost tenfold, if not more. And in 1989, due to extreme losses of troops, vehicles, and financial distress, the Soviets pulled out of Afghanistan, not winning the war, but losing it.
1: Damn, so that was like ten years. Yeah. It was a
2: ten year war. Like I said, it was Shit. constantly referred to as Russia's of Vietnam.
1: Damn, oh, like that is Jesus. that is a long fight. No kidding. It Especially was, when,
0: like your country is so like all of your residents are starving. You're just pouring money into this war that you don't fucking have. That that's a long that's a long time. Yeah, to just turn around and say, "Well, we lost." <laughs> Finally admitting defeat, especially for Soviets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. How many do you have the Do you have the numbers? Am I jumping jumping ahead? Uh, no. I, I'm I'm actually looking at it right now. So oh, awesome. Um,
2: the Soviets' total losses were fourteen thousand four hundred and fifty three were killed. Over fifty three. Uh, over fifty three thousand were wounded. Three hundred were missing. Eight, 18,000 of communist um, Afghani soldiers. Eighteen thousand were killed of Afghani soldiers. Damn. Uh, civilian losses ran, um, are estimated between 800, uh, 850,000 to two million.
0: Holy, Holy shit. shit! Really? So they
2: yeah.
1: were just they were just scorching the earth and killing everybody. Uh. Holy fuck! <laughs> which the really Mujah does Hedin, to
0: show how fucking powerful that guerrilla warfare was. Like, and just like with Vietnam, still winning. Good god. Oh
2: yeah, no. And just like with Vietnam, while America you know had some losses, the Viet Cong had astronomical losses, same with the uh, mujahideen, they had between 75,000 and 90,000 killed and Damn. An estimated seventy-five thousand
1: wounded. Holy shit! That, thats some and fuck you number. that's not—that's
2: not even including like the number of vehicles lost by the Afghani. God. Jesus. Damn. The war in total lasted nine years, one month, three weeks, and one day. And because of the again astronomical number of military you uh, know mil- uh, material economic material sent as well the russians nearly bankrupted themselves in this conflict and they were at the time they are also fighting an economic war with america because uh reagan basically called them out and said hey try to outspend me the American Jesus. the American economy try to outspend us
1: let's measure our dicks economic
2: wise <laughs> and and the crazy shit is that the Russians accept it oh, and God. mixed with Vietnam mixed with Afghanistan this economic situation and just all around general unrest within the USSR a few years later Russia collapsed. uh, The USSR collapsed. No! We saw the end of... (laughs) (laughs) R-I-P-H-A. Yeah, yeah. And we saw the end of the communist bloc. And uh, 16, 17 new nations were born from it. So,
1: Yeah, so it had, like, a direct impact, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, this war,
2: just like with, like, just like Vietnam, it had a direct impact on... Russian society and their economy. America, we had we had a lot of the same issues, but we were able to recover from it. Um Damn. Due to the fact that we like we decided to pull out, not because we were, like, by all technicality we were losing, but our economy could keep up with the production. The Russians couldn't. They they lost they lost that. Latest technology in MIGs, they lost the latest technology in tanks. They lost the latest technologies in helicopters, military troops, soldiers, all of that.
1: Damn, their
0: economy couldn't support them,
2: That's and insane. so they just got fucking like you know they got curb stopped, essentially.
0: I can't believe you would While... come onto our podcast and talk <laughs> about the downfall of communism. <laughs> How dare you?
2: Should I? Should I? Should I go? turn on and pl- start playing the American uh, National Anthem? Because I will.
1: <laughs> if you do, I'm turning on the Soviet National Anthem. And ha- we'll see whose speaker's louder. <laughs> no. I got
2: a subwoofer in my room. Uh, I will blare that shit.
1: That's the next thing I need. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then that's the next investment for the podcast. Room. Yeah, there we go, for the studio. Yeah, for the studio, I should and say. And so,
2: That's the absolute insanity Jeez, of gosh. the fucking... Russian invasion of Afghanistan from the fucking six six fucking coup d'etats that happened in a span of a year
1: god damn so you just completely destabilize everything and then you still want to invade what the fuck that's the funny thing is that that those coup d'etats destabilized everything. The Russians
2: thought this was gonna be absolute fucking cakewalk. They had the superior technology. Their the Afghani government and fucking economy was in shambles. They thought, oh yeah, this is gonna be great. This is just gonna be a you know, walk in the park. What they weren't expecting were a bunch of dudes riding horses and camels <laughs> to basically go, Oh, yeah, we don't we don't rely on your we don't rely on the economy. We have we have our own flocks. We have I don't care. Fuck yeah, you. It, somebody's
1: just giving us these weapons. <laughs> the same thing these.
2: happened, like, with the Russians when the Mongols invaded. Like, you know, mm-hmm. during the winter, the Russians were like, oh, we're safe. The Mongols, they're like, oh, yeah, no, we don't care. We don't need plants. We have our own flocks. They follow us. Like, <laughs> so the Russians didn't learn from their own history of people who are nomadic. They don't give a shit about the economy.
1: Yeah, they don't need the economy. They got camels <laughs> towing stingers through the desert. They, they,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can just see it now just like a camel. You know, one of those like cam... Uh, what was that old cigarette brand, camels?
1: Yeah.
0: I, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, he he wore the sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. He was smoking yeah. the cigarette. Mm-hmm. You're fucking seeing him sitting down there with a um, hijab on, just fucking firing stinger missiles. Just Beautiful. stingers
0: mounted on either side of his camel, and he's just like just trotting through <laughs> the desert. <laughs> That's great
2: <laughs> And oh, like God. And this conflict Created fucking issues for the Americans As well We created a lot of terrorists that did not like us The <laughs> Mujahideen Was a direct Line to fucking 9-11
1: But we so, helped well, them nope. <laughs> Why would they, <laughs> yeah, well, they I, ever turn on us
2: <laughs> The enemy of our enemy is our a friend and as soon as that that enemy is dead. That friend is our enemy.
1: Yeah. A, a very well armed enemy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Thanks and
2: for the so, guns, suckers. So, this conflict literally had direct impacts on us because we funded these Mahujah We trained them to fight. And then they just basically said, oh, cool, thanks. And then turned around and shot their instructors.
0: <laughs> it's like. Not we're, literally. We're maybe we're literally. We don't like know. 1989, and we're like, ha, the Russians lost. Meanwhile, the Mahuj, what is it, Mahujadine, are just oh, yeah, sitting Mahuj-a-deen there and they're, like, like they're just rubbing their hands and they're like, "Oh, we'll see who the real losers are." <laughs>
2: <laughs> and so, like something so minor like this conflict, because this wasn't all the military forces they could have provided. This wasn't like an American version versus Soviet war. If that happened, you would have seen quadruple the number of military forces on both sides this minor conflict as one could say one could call it a minor conflict led and contributed to massive historical changes in both the near future and later future one with you know the fall of the Soviet Union and two America's deeper involvement in the Middle East due to 9-11
0: that's a good point. I was... don't really ever think about how it would attribute to it.
1: Yeah, I I love it when there's like these events that happen and are seemingly disconnected, but then then mm-hmm. just down the line they all they all impact something. Mhm. Like uh so I know the the uh, Islamic revolution was around then. Do you think that had any impact on the coup d'etats in the government at the time I know the Islamic revolution was mostly In Iran but Do you think that had um, any impact on the region?
2: So I would have to say yes because um, If the timeline fits up I'm not too Familiar With the Islamic revolution But the Mujahideen were Very Islamic uh, They They were very traditionalist In their beliefs Okay and so, when the Marxist teachings and this land uh, division started popping, or this land distribution started popping up, or re-di- redistribution started popping up, one Marxist teachings say God's not real, and it should not play a role in our government. And the Mujahideen did not like that because the vast, ma- the the vast, 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 vast majority of people w- living in Afghanistan was Muslim at the time. And two, this would disrupt their uh, migration patterns throughout the year, because again, they're nomadic. If some random dude said, hey, you can't walk around on our land, that's going to hamper their li- livelihood and their way of life. Yeah. And so the Mujahideen, if if the, the Islamic revolution happened around the same time, which I'm I'm leading. I'm leaning towards it. Did it most definitely would have played a role because it would have further radicalized them and further motivated them to fight against the uh, this new oppressor of theirs.
1: So I just looked it up. January nineteen seventy eight to February nineteen seventy nine. So that's right oh, there. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent.
2: Um. And I, I. The funny thing is, is that. Before the communist uh, government got involved, Afghanistan was actually starting to really flourish. Uh, the king was doing a lot. But again, if a coup d'etat was successful, it means they weren't doing a lot right in the first place. Well, yeah. Yeah. And so like while they had a flourishing well, – their economy was starting to flourish, um, they started moving away from their traditional values, which a lot of people didn't like. And which led to the prince who was basically well, not basically was a member of the communist party uh, was convinced to commit this coup d'etat and you know, then he grew then he got power and said I like it
1: and (laughs) backstabbed
2: the people who sponsored him and then in a span of fucking like eight months f- uh, five more would happen which is hilarious to me oh, I mean that's
1: so many it really many. is and I don't Stabbing. think
2: I don't think any other country has experienced that many coup d'etats in such a short period of time if if a listener does please leave it in a comment or something I would love to hear about a country that had more coup d'etats in such a short
0: period of yes, time but seriously really though Oh, goodness. That's just fucking madness. I can't Damn. even imagine.
1: Like, I've never even heard of this. Yeah, like, we need more coverage of, sh- of topics like this. Like, seriously.
2: Oh, yeah, no, no. And uh, when I originally did my research for this, this was for a research paper, Um, I went a little overboard. So... The length of this paper was only supposed to be about ten pages long. My paper ended up being seventeen.
1: Nice.
2: <laughs> and my professor, who is probably one of the best professors in the world, I'm not gonna name him just for his own personal privacy and mine. Mm-hmm. Um he's like he's like <laughs> Burr, I love every inch of this. I wish you know, but you went over the page count. It was supposed to be ten, so you gotta find a way to fucking shorten this. I'm like fuck.
1: But it's all good. Just remove so, all the vowels.
2: <laughs> so like um I, I, I removed a lot of like the detail on like each ruler and what they did during their reigns and what led to it. So like this podcast right here really helped be able to focus what like what information was on and some of the information I wasn't allowed to put into this paper or was well not allowed, but limited to
1: Mm.
2: and um if anyone wants the sources all you really got to do is go to the cia what library and basically type in afghanistan 1980s or 1990s and you'll get a bunch of semi-censored heavily censored or not censored at all documents uh which the CIA has said, "Fuck it, we'll, we'll release it," and it's just a bunch of uh, papers from there. Check out the CIA library under the Freedom of Information Act. You will find something interesting. It's true, and oh, usually some something shit. disturbing.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah. great. And no. then, have you been to the FBI one? The I think they call no, it I the, the Black Vault. FBI has the same that thing. That
2: sounds. <laughs> See, that. Right there is such a great name. I mean, <laughs> right? like, Freedom of... F- you know, the CIA library doesn't sound very interesting. Then, you know, Freedom of Info- Information Act. Eh, no mm. one... Any, that could be anything. But fucking the Black Vault, I mean, that's 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 eye and ear catching. Yeah, if that's, you fucking read that, you're like, I'm going to Google that shit right there. Now. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, what secrets do you hold?
1: Yeah, Mostly it's, you know, benign memos from inter-office memos, but they got some good shit in there.
2: Oh, yeah, you just got, especially with the CIA one as well, they got some really good shit. You just got to know what you're looking for. Yeah. If you just type in a random word, you're not going to get anything. But if you, like, if you know what you're looking for, you will most likely find something on it. Like, when I was doing this research... I have a binder here of over... I'm going to... uh, Yeah, over 200 pages worth of classified and declassified documents. Uh, Talking about the Russians' involvement in Afghanistan. Some of them were... Basically, the CIA saw a news article and said, fuck it, get that news article out of here right now. And so that news article is stored in the library but you can't really find it out on the internet.
1: Huh. Oh yeah, that's fancy. That is cool. Yeah, and on the FBI one, if you if you're looking for something fun, just type in like like an old actor's name and you will oh, God, find no. the the FBI basically has files on anybody who holds any kind of like public sway. Um who who was it? Yeah, Charlie Chaplin has a file on there. I think it's because he, by the FBI, because he went to a party and there were some communist sympathizers. I think it was just past the first World War, so. Oh they, no no um, was that him? Uh,
2: Charlie Chaplin was straight up a communist. Oh yeah yeah
1: definitely, but they started the file and, because of that. Yeah. And they they specifically and, uh, mentioned the different actors who were there. Yeah. No, it was it was fantastic. Oh, he, he was actually straight
2: up black. You know uh talking about the russian scare and everything you know he was um he was one of the first people to be blacklisted by hollywood during the russian you know the the red scare uh, and that was in the you know the 1930s uh, yeah. you know the russian scare really didn't kick up until we had um not mccarthy yeah mccarthyism no 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 no
1: i was like wasn't that uh, wasn't that guy later I no, was yeah, like yeah, he, that was the 1970s. Yeah,
2: and you know, McCarthyism basically—he was a liar. He <laughs> yeah. lied through his teeth to the entire American government and to the entire entirety of America. But he played off their fears, and so that's how we got a bunch of like uh, people who were either communist sympathizers who or who had communist friends, and they were just absolutely blacklisted from Hollywood.
1: Yeah, they they also have some but fun a like story. serial killer like stuff. They got one on. They have a Black Dahlia file. There's a lot more information in there than what you see in shitty Netflix documentaries. Right.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, no, not, Netflix documentaries. They're good for entertainment, but they are don't don't just don't trust them. Yeah. If you listen to this and you watch a Netflix documentary, don't trust it.
1: You Not know, a great source. It it's a
2: great starting point, just like Wikipedia. Is, yes, but just take everything they say with either a grain of sand, or scrutinize what they said. Like I, I watched a documentary on there once. It was all about you know World War Two tanks, and like half the information was out of date from like the nineteen eighties when we were like, oh my God, the German ta- you know, the German Tiger tank is the best one in the world and they never once mentioned that their transmissions were so garbage that they could only go about 50 miles before it broke down
1: <laughs> oh it's always a transmission god damn it
2: it's always it really is
1: no i i love it i love that stuff though it is a really good like starting point to find something that's really interesting and then kind of expanded that i know uh, that's how d researches sometimes He'll watch a documentary. Yeah,
0: and then just expand further. And then like go
1: and find sources, find the tracks good Tracks shit information. down on
0: fucking Wikipedia. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> me too. Like... And then just find much, much better sources for it.
2: Yeah, like, you know, and you watch the documentary and then look up the, the historians that were on it. There is about a 90% chance that they wrote a book. Uh, Look that's at the a good books, idea. and then, then go to their uh, bibliography if they have one. If they don't have one, do not fucking trust it. <laughs> yep. Go to the bibliography, and it will show pretty much all of the primary sources, which are like the documents from that era, and you can get it straight from the fucking mouth of the person who wrote it, and your if you're an aspiring history student, or you're just wanting to learn more about history, this will give you so much more information that the author either couldn't include or declined to include. It will give you so much more information.
1: I wonder. I wonder how much information is, you know, it is just not included. That's super important just to fit a narrative. Like I'm sure that shit happens all oh, the time. Dude, I'm sure but that, it, it you know. all
2: depends on the uh it all depends on the situation so like if um uh, let's say i'm writing a paper on well, like right now i'm writing a paper on uh the first uh, female state senator from north carolina and uh i found information talking about her time as cuz she was, this was in 1930 she was a Daughter of the Confederacy, because her father fought in uh, on the for the Confederacy, because again, she's from North Carolina. Her father was from North Carolina, and uh, it documents her time. My focus isn't on her time in in a daughter of the Confederacy. My focus is on her time in the state senate. So I'll probably briefly discuss her time there, but the thing, the amount of like shit she done, like, like the amount of things she did during, like. Her time there. It's really important, but it's not important to what I'm looking at. Yeah. So if you look like if you look at a book, um uh, read the introduction because that introduction will tell you what that person is trying to write about. And that introduction will basically tell you the entire thesis of the book. And you can just use that to figure out, okay. What might they have left out? Because it's you know it's not important to their argu- their thesis, but it's important for on other reasons.
1: Hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Definitely. Oh
0: well. Nah, I
2: should I just spilled beer in my pants? Oh 10 no. Out of Ten.
1: <laughs> it, it, are you just saying that because you're embarrassed that you peed yourself?
2: <laughs> no, no, no. Um. Uh, uh, I refilled my Stein and. Lifted it up and it was filled a little bit
1: too full, and it spilled a little bit on my pants. All right, oh. hey, whatever like you it, say. It looks like I feed myself. <laughs> I believe you. Oh, Wink. Man. No.
2: Just well,
0: kidding. Barrett is always a fucking pleasure to have you on the show. Oh yeah, and it will happen. Thank you for mind. having
2: me on again. It's always yeah. such a great time to hang out with y'all, talk about, and nerd out about some random thing that I've t- done over time.
0: Beautiful. Oh, love it. Well, uh, do you have the patrons pulled up?
1: Uh, no, I do not.
0: So Let's see, let's see if I can I'll, pull from memory. Uh, we've got big shout-out to Haley, Nordic Thunder, Dark Runner, uh, Casey McFacey, D's Nuts, and he keeps changing his name. You it's know what I don't it don't is? don't know what it is right now, but I think it's uh toddy waddy (laughs) i don't fucking know toddle waddle toddle waddle is that it again that's it toddle waddle thank you guys so much for subscribing on patreon if you would like uh additional content from us check it out through our links on our socials which are at points o pressure instagram and twitter always feel free to reach out and uh give us that sweet sweet feedback babies
2: yeah Oh, but yeah, uh, you can find me at Reddit. Yes. Yeah. R slash Burr Cook, and sadly now on TikTok.
1: Oh, Burr Cook did it. Hold up, I don't even have TikTok. I'm going to find. I'm gonna find you, Burr Cook.
0: Burr Cook. Yeah, hey. it's
2: mostly just uh, all I talk about is like life in history and like what what history like. I talk about the fundamentals, uh, so people can understand it and understand what the history profession is like. So there's some funny stuff in there. There's not so like, you know, some of it's serious. It's all about having fun.
0: And it's B-U-R-R Cook, correct? Yep. Cool. Well, good shit. Uh, we will catch you guys next Monday. Thanks again for, uh, tuning in. See you later, suckers.